Blog Talk Radio. Authority Radio with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean Davis. Lock and load wrestling fans, it's time for War! All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Thursday. I am joining you live from a very uh, warm Palm Springs, California. It is currently 76 degrees here, 4.30 p.m. my time, which means back in Illinois and my old stomping grounds is about 7.30. And if you're on the East Coast, it's even later than that. My name is Statistic Sean David. I would like to welcome you to Wrestling Authority Radio Live. This is a proud presentation of Rampage Productions. We do this each and every other Thursday. And um, unfortunately, as I talked about last week, I no longer have uh, uh, two of my co-hosts with me. We are on the um, lookout for new co-hosts, but we're going to keep this thing rolling here tonight. We will be joined by the stars of the brand new 
Valley Wrestling Connection debuting this Saturday night. Huge event, Temecula, California. I will be in attendance to that. We will be talking to the uh, promoter of that company momentarily. And we also have some other news um, that we will be breaking here at some point this evening. There is some major news coming out of the Illinois-Missouri border concerning the NWA National uh, Championship, the National Wrestling Alliance itself, and somebody from my past. I'm not going to touch on that just yet. If you have been following uh, Crime Fighters reports at SDL Wrestling Live Journal, you know which man I am talking about. Um, but I want to get to that later in the program. Um, I do want to send our thoughts and well wishes to Jerry the King Lawler. I am so thankful that man pulled through. That man has been through hell and back. Um, years and years ago, we're talking uh, about a decade ago, I met the man uh, in Streeter, Illinois, um, at a Dreamwave Wrestling event. want to give everybody a shout-out and a reminder in the LaSalle, Illinois area, Dreamwave Wrestling, this Saturday night at the Knights of Columbus. You cannot attend because it is a sold-out event, but you can watch it live. I believe they're doing IWTV Wrestling. Um, Look, the promoter of that company and I have had our differences over the years. I started with that man in his first promotion when, uh, you know, CM Punk was the heavyweight champion there, and nobody really knew who CM Punk was. Um, I say that to say this. I wish that company nothing but the best. Those guys and gals that work for that company bust their ass. And there's going to be a lot of names in LaSalle this Saturday. Now, I want to remind fans, because I know there's a lot of super fans out there, and this goes uh, for what we're going to lead into my next segment as well. If there is a name that is coming to your town, please do not meet said name at the airport. Please do not meet said name at the hotel. I cannot tell you in dealing with big name talent how much they hate this. It is a very disrespectful thing, and... um, Look, I didn't bring in a lot of big names. I've worked with a lot of big names, okay? But in in myself promoting, I would ban fans that I would catch um, bugging individuals that I were bringing into a bigger event at the hotel or the airport. Uh, I just want to make that point abundantly clear. I don't agree with it. These guys um, and gals, some of them are traveling really far to come and be with you um, at your local promotion. So let's have a little respect for them. Let's wait for them to get to the venue. Once they're at the venue, they will be more than happy to take pictures with you and sign autographs and share stories, yada, yada, yada. Um, But please do not bug these individuals at the airport or the hotel. Now, Dreamwave Wrestling this Saturday night, uh, I'm going to try to pull this up real quick. Unfortunately, um, their page is giving me some kind of issues when it comes to, um, you know, what's going on with – who's going to be there this Saturday night. But this is what I do know. I I do know that Raven was not able to make the last event. He will be making it there on Saturday. You've got Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You've got um, just, I mean, a really a who's who of who you could want. Going to be Lince Dorado, um, franchise Shane Douglas, Nick Aldis. Um, looks like we've got some lucha talent that's going to be coming in from AAA for this thing. It's Dreamwave Wrestling in with the out crowd. And like I said, it is a sold out event. The only place you can catch this, IWTV. Um, but support Dreamwave Wrestling. And look, we say support any independent wrestling. But over the nine years of doing this podcast, we've had to clarify 
Um, we'd like you to support the good ones, and you'll know the good ones when you see it. I am going to play a short little clip, um, and then we are going to go to our next segment where you're going to be joined by the owner of the Valley Wrestling Connection. We're going to be talking about the formation of this company and their huge upcoming event this Saturday night, Temecula, California. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. You are listening to Wrestling Authority Radio, live on the Evolution Radio Network. Tax Refund Promotions presents Professional Wrestling, a show that will not actually happen. Starring pictures of former WWE, Impact, and Ring of Honor stars that we're going to put on our poster just to lure you suckers into the building, even though they will not actually be appearing. Featuring the pictures of the real wrestlers, who will just be local jabronis that we're getting for a hot dog and a handshake. All this will take place inside of the neighborhood bar that we're getting for the cost of a case of beer. And the ring will be a homemade wooden ring because, no, we can't afford a real, actual, safe wrestling ring. Liability insurance? You must be crazy. We can't afford that either. I'm not getting that much of a refund check back. All we can really afford is the beer and the posters. So, mommy... Get my tax refund check ready and get it signed over to me because I want to hurry up and play wrestling promoter. Tax refund wrestling not coming soon to a location near you. All right, and we are back here, Wrestling Authority Radio. Want to thank our uh, late co-host, the 2022 Icons of the Illinois Valley and Central Illinois Hall of Fame inductee, my good old friend, my mentor, uh, my co-promoter Steve Kane uh, came up with that. We we some of you that have been listening to this program know that we have quite a few of those spoof ads that we've done over the years. And Steve Kane was great with them and being able to um, kind of put to, put pen to paper on what my vision for one of those might be. And, and he even came up with some of his own over the years. Um, I miss him. And um, I want to thank him for that great ad. Now, tonight, uh, like I said, we, we are going to be talking to a promoter out of a new company out of the state of California. And um, we've gonna, we're going to be gaining some new listeners in this. Now, um, Valley Wrestling Connection, this Saturday night, Temecula, California, we are going to be joined by some of the stars, uh, hopefully, of this event. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you to the promoter of the Valley Wrestling Connection. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. James. Hey there. How's it going? I'm glad to be here. It is going great. Going great. Uh, hopefully, as a new promoter, you could enjoy the humor in that spoof ed that my late co-host made for this thing. Um, you know, it's it, it's unfortunate, but it is truthful. Um, we do we do run into that. Um, so you have got a brand new thing that you're doing, but you have also been on the road um, like crazy, from what I've been seeing. Uh, not only d- d- just getting ready, gearing up for this Saturday night, but also working with 
several organizations in the state of California. So um, I guess uh, my first question would be, what is leading the VWC to come together? Uh, well, it's, uh, where it's coming from is, uh, you know, growing up, I always loved wrestling. My dad loved wrestling. So, I mean, I grew up watching, you know, Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen and, you know, the, the old NWA. Uh, th- that was what I grew up watching. And uh, my dad was one of those. He didn't talk much, so it was hard to relate to him, except right. when it came to wrestling. So that's where, you know, that was my connection with him. And it's something I always wanted to be part of. And so when I had the opportunity to do something and bring something family-friendly, professional wrestling entertainment to the Temecula Valley, uh, I was like, you know what, I'm all in. Let's do this. Absolutely. Um, Now, how long are you newer to the business? Are you a former wrestler yourself? Can you talk to us a little bit about um, maybe how you got into the business to be because I don't want people to think that you're somebody that's just if you are a new promoter well this, I, I'm a guy that's got money and you know I got connections I got Facebook I got social media I think there's more to uh, more than to that story than that um, if you would like to in, indulge our listeners in that so uh, my personal background in wrestling is 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 limited mostly to being a fan. Uh, however, gotcha. I, I, I know a lot of wrestlers and my partner in, in this, uh, you know, Jarrell, uh, who is, he's been a wrestler for, uh, for a long time now. So he, so he's been a wrestler for quite some time and he is our, he's our booker. So he's putting together our, our card, uh, you know, with, with input, we work together, but this, everything that we're doing is kind of his, uh, uh it, it's been his passion for a long time. And he's really good at what he's doing, and it's that's what's that, that's what's kind of helped us put get together. If it wasn't for him helping with that, and then of course some sage advice from uh, from a legend, uh, Mr. Outrageous Al Burke, uh, being a good friend as well, uh, he's going to be there at the event on the uh, on the commentary team, and getting his insight and encouragement into going and doing this. That's what's really putting this all together, you know, is is their experience in the business helping me along and just my passion for doing something for families. I, I have an education business as well. So, uh, you know, my goal in life in general is to have a positive impact on as many families and children as possible. And this is another way that we get to do that. Absolutely. Uh, 100% appreciated. Now, um, You've got some great wrestlers that are going to be a part of this card Saturday night. Um, we, we'll, we'll be talking about the lineup here momentarily. Um, we have got just, you know, um, it was just a couple of weeks ago. I was, I was mess- messaging the, um, uh, your, I believe it was your partner, about the lucha that has been happening here in Cathedral City and how I, um, in moving to Palm Springs, I, I knew that they were kind of doing some stuff, but wasn't. Um, really apparent on how much they were doing and to learn that they've done about eight between eight and 10 events over here that they're um, most times nine times out of 10 selling out um, is wonderful news. And then, and then to even go above and beyond that um, because I know you guys were with, uh, I don't know what company it was you were with last weekend, but I know that um, you know, wrestling, all the wrestling them, um, I know that you know they're 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 probably uh, not their biggest house on video, 
and I'm, I'm not a critic. Let me, let me phrase that. But um, I know that in talking to everybody and seeing everything on your guys's page, it looks like you guys are going to not only um, probably sell out this first event, but it's probably looking like we're going to have to turn some people away on Saturday night. Uh, we are expecting that we are going to get to the point where it's uh, going to be standing room for, uh, for anybody showing up. Hopefully we won't have to turn anybody away. Uh, you know, we're going to, you know, hopefully we don't have to do that. It's always disappointing if we have to for, for the fans, of course. Uh, but we are expecting a, a large audience there, and uh, we're, going, we're going all out. This is, our, this is our first event, so we have a celebrity red carpet going on. We have, so we have some, uh, some people from Hollywood coming, some directors, producers, and actors coming out uh, to be there for, for that. So there's a whole red carpet going on. And uh, we have uh, wrestlers from all over the country, uh, some even out of the country, have been already reaching out Correct. to us wanting to be part of this well and that's uh you know that was kind of the thing too is when i connected i had actually uh found out about you guys through a sponsored facebook ad that just happened to reach me in in me relocating here in the month of november to find out about this event and um you know in, in even the short amount of time that i've been doing some work with you guys there's been a lot of traction that i was even able to gain to this thing not only in terms of workers, but just people going, well, we knew you were moving to California. We didn't think you were going to get connected with another organization this quick. And I said, look, I said, you know, when things happen, they happen particularly for a reason. Um, now, we've, we've got the first event uh, going in the books this Saturday. I know in talking <laughs> earlier with your um, partner, I believe there's talks of an April return date. And look, um, I, I like what you said about not having to turn anybody away. However, at the same time, I want to preface, um, I want to, I kind of, I kind of want to play devil's advocate with that statement in saying that look fans, if you are in the Temecula Valley or as I put on my post, um, you know, tri Valley area. Um, Cause I, I believe people, I, I know that there were some people within the company that didn't agree with me fully that I believe that some people from uh, that were attending these Lucha shows out here would make the trip if they knew about it um i i believe there's some uh room there but i also see it like this you're a hot new thing in town what does that mean if we have to turn people away on saturday it means we need to give them the opportunity to buy their tickets for april because i have a feeling april um you know bigger things are coming to the organization like you said we've got talent contacting bwc from all over the globe it's not just United States. I know people in Canada that have messaged. There's people, obviously, that know Fuego del Sol and the other luchadors out of Mexico that are me uh, messaging because we're not that far from Mexico. This is not like when I was in Illinois anymore. Um, you know, people people are actually kind of within driving distance depending on where they are in Mexico um, to certain parts of California. So there's a lot of opportunity here. So fans, if you don't get a chance to get in the ticket, if there is, if, if we are at max capacity, get your tickets, be on the lookout for when tickets are going to go on sale for uh, April. If that is going to be the return date, because the hot new thing coming to Temecula and, and it's, it's great to see that it's getting this much coverage. There is a lot of times that I've witnessed over my 20 years in Illinois, that a new promotion will open and they will struggle um, no matter what the amount of promotion that they put out 
to get to a point of sellout. I, I know that even promoting events myself, it's not an easy task. But I believe you guys did something smart with the Facebook advertising. I believe that's very successful. And it sounds like Temecula has wanted this for a while if they're willing to support it so well. Yes, I, I, there's, they have not had any, uh, any promotions running on a regular basis in the area. Uh, and even the very few times when anything has been there, it's been so free, infrequent and far between. Uh, so I think, it, I think this is going to be a great area for us. And uh, even though, I, I want to point out, even though our next uh, official standalone event is going to be April 15th, we are going to be full event uh, of our own, full card, at another event that's going to be in Murrieta, and that will be on March 11th. Uh, so that will be a great opportunity. And at that one, it's actually, I you know, hesitate to say because we're still, we're still selling tickets now, but that one's actually going to be a free event as part of a larger thing, and that's going to be at uh, the uh, Squid Games event in Murrieta. Uh, and if anybody's interested in information about that, uh, they can actually compete in the games for a chance to win up to $10,000 at that event. But to attend wow. is free. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. Uh, they can go for that one. They can go to squidgameslive.com for that. Uh, and we'll have information on that after this weekend uh, coming up as well to promote that one coming up on our website, which is valleywrestlingconnection.com. So we'll have information on there as well. But uh, that'll be, if they're not able to get in on Saturday, this will be a great second opportunity for them to do so. Absolutely. And it'll lead us right into the next event back in Temecula on April the 15th. Now, folks, I want to talk to you about this card. We've got some big things that are going to be uh, happening on this card um, matches for everybody's style, everybody's um, um, kind of, you know, genre, if you will, as Dusty Rhodes would say. Now, anybody that knows anything about me knows that um, I'm, I'm a stickler for good wrestling. I have uh, avid fans of this program that are listening in that know a thing or two about that. And, and what it comes down to is this. I believe that there is, a, a, you know, we've talked about this many times. Wrestlers cannot be self-taught. I am, uh, I am not saying that's what we're going to see on Saturday night. Please, please don't misconstrue any of that. What I'm saying is, even in the state of California, I come from Illinois. This goes anywhere on this globe. Wrestling cannot be self-taught. You will get hurt. You will not understand the psychology or the reasons that things have to be done a certain way. Take this from a guy that spent time in the ring. Take this from a guy that's been doing this. 20 years and has the, the ability to not only sit down and tell you what you've done wrong in the ring, but point out why on a psychology wise, it was wrong. Um, and that's, a, that's the thing that we see a lot is there are young trainees that can do all these flashy moves in a pan, but when it comes down to the psychology and the storytelling, we believe that's what's missing a lot. And that's why so many promotions, whether it be on the independent level, or the ones on television. Join us next week for the review on those things on Rampage Rants. Um, I believe that's why we're seeing what we're seeing in a, in a downgrade of the business. Now, it's funny I say downgrade in the business because TV ratings for some of these television shows are in the toilets. We'll get to that later if we have time or next week. But on an independent level, to hear of a show in Temecula, California, never really had wrestling on a consistent basis. Uh, how long ago, James, did you announce your event? 
Uh, we announced it officially, I, oh, I believe that was uh, in December. So early December we announced it, and uh, it's just been green, uh, gaining a lot of tra- traction here. And I want to point out, too, uh, you know, to, to your point about having uh, talents that are um, inexperienced, uh, we're, while we will help develop talent, uh, we're not putting anybody green on our shows. Like, they've got to be able to no. perform at a, a high level. And I think that's important. As a, as a longtime fan myself, I know what I want to see. I want to see pros going at it and really putting on a, a high-quality, uh, entertaining product. That's what I want to see. Yeah, and, you know, we've talked about this, um, and, and James, I'll, I'll send you archives as I can, or you can look here on the blog talk site that we're on live now. Um, there are a lot of archives, if you go back and listen to the, the nine years of this program, um, that not only me, but other co-hosts that we've had in the past have talked about the importance of not being self-taught, of, of fans putting their foot down when they see a bad match, saying something. Because the only way we can stop bad wrestling from happening is by taking a stance against it. And, and this goes to everybody that can hear the sound of my voice. This goes for promoters that I've worked with, promoters I haven't. I am sick and tired of seeing posters that look like a three-year-old designed them. There are legitimate poster makers out there that spend time designing great-looking posters that do not charge a lot of money. If you need some references, please feel free to contact me. My number one poster guy at this moment, he does a lot, has done a lot of work for me, is a guy by the name of Will, W-I-L-L, Trotter, T-R-O-T-T-E-R. He won't charge you a lot. For about $60, you can get your poster and your match graphics and your uh, Facebook banner to put on the event for Facebook. And they look legitimate. Now, I want to preface that by saying this. It is your job as the promoter, whoever's sending in that information to Will, to make sure that these guys, if they're going to be on the poster, have good-looking photos. Will, Will can work magic, but he is not a miracle worker if you hand him a horrible-looking photo. I say that because people do not realize a horrible poster, whether it be on Facebook or out hanging somewhere, will make or break a show. I've seen it happen. I, I, I mean, my God, there's a guy that will be calling in at some point tonight that could speak on this for probably a good 10 minutes, and it's lonesome because he, he works out of the St. Louis area um, in that part of Illinois, and he's seen some of these posters. Please take pride in your posters because, look, if, if you don't take pride in your poster and you're expecting somebody to pay their hard-earned money to come see your event when your poster looks like trash, then that's on you. Um, with that being said, uh, your guys' poster, by the way, looks great. Um, we have some huge matches. Let's talk about the first thing. We've got a world-renowned star coming to VWC Saturday night. He is the current AEW star. Fuego Del Sol will be in the house. He'll not only be in the house to sign autographs. There's a training seminar early in the day, but he will be live in action. Now everybody goes, well, Sean, I can go see so-and-so at this event. Keep in mind my last statement. Fuego Del Sol will be live in action. Now, I get it. Some of the legends that may be brought into VWC in the future, uh, they're not all going to be able to wrestle, which is why VWC, I give them credit. I don't have a a hand clap on the board anymore, but um, that's a good starting point. 
I also want to commend you, and I want you to hear me wisely, James, on this. Um, when I broke into the business in 2002, I very quickly learned that you don't want to blow your wad all at once. What I mean by that is just because you have $10,000 in your pocket to hand Ric Flair doesn't mean you're going to bring Ric Flair to the first event. You work up to that. Um, and, and I commend you for that. I, I also, while I put over Dreamwave earlier, I want to I wanna take a side note to say this. I don't agree with companies that bring in names just for the sake of bringing in a name. I believe that in the, in the sense of a wrestling uh, fan, we are like children, and that if you give us too many of the big names and, and get us accustomed to that, you will spoil us. Uh, now the floor is yours, Mr. James. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. We we didn't want to. We definitely didn't want to overstack it and uh, and and over uh, overset those uh, uh, expectations going forward. So uh, Fuego is such a catch for us. Like we're very excited, and we're actually uh, we've been talking to him. This we're hopefully this is going to be a, uh, a at least a semi regular um, uh, roster addition for us where this will be, you know, ongoing. He may not be able to make it to every show, of course. He's very popular. He gets lots of bookings. But uh, right. we definitely want to, with anybody, establish a great relationship with them so that they want to keep coming back. Uh, and some of the ones that we have, uh, you know, confirmed that will be coming uh, for future shows. It won't be at this one, but uh, we, we know for certain uh, Brian Kendrick's going to be with us for a future show. Uh, and so we're we're, we're – not announcing his, you know it, it exactly yet, but uh, date, we do we date, can confirm he is going to be with us. Date to be uh, announced later, but be Brian Kendrick. And look, um, a lot of people don't know this, but in 2012, before my promoting kind of took a side turn, uh, we don't need to rehash that. But I had talked to Brian about coming in. Now there is another name that I'm not going to discuss here on air, Mr. James, but there is a. Another former um, WWE Tag Team Champion that I have uh, info to, and I, if memory serves me correct, he's still taking bookings. Um, we will talk about that off air. I don't want to spoil that for not only the VWC fans, but uh, my listeners here. Um, that's a gentleman that I, I had some great conversations with uh, not that long ago about coming in and doing some stuff with. Um, and, and look, oh, you got me I, excited I, now. Right here. Um, I'm, I've got some people already – Unfortunately, he is going to be in California next week. Um, there is a guy that is known for death matches. A good friend of mine. I've worked with him a lot. We've just reconnected. He's out of the state of Texas. Um, but this is a guy that um, he does work for XBW. He is known in the death match scene. But I want you to hear me because he does not. He is looking to get out there now and make more of a name for himself as just a wrestler, not just a death match guy. And that man's name is the legendary Masada is interested in coming to VWC if we can make dates work. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's see what we can make work. I love it. Masada, you know, good friend of mine. He's getting booked like crazy. XPW booking him. And look, there, there is talent from all over this world. Folks, I don't hold the booker's card. I can make some recommendations. I am not the booker. Make that point abundantly clear. Not the booker man, not the man with the pencil making all of this stuff. Um, will I work for VWC in the future? Time will tell. 
Um, I will be there this Saturday. There's going to be some discussions had, but I, I believe that there is a great opportunity here. We have a brand new organization coming to this area and it's a great place to showcase new talent. Uh, one of my good friends uh, uh, down in the state of Georgia, he goes, you know, if I didn't just get injured and doing one of the simplest maneuvers, I'd be making the trip. I said, Chris, you need to get, you need to get healed up. My, my, uh, uh, Tennessee nightmare, uh, needs to get healed up before he can make that trip from Georgia all the way out here. Um, but there's, there's so much room for great talent to be showcased. And I don't care if it's young talent. I don't care if it's veteran talent. I don't care if tomorrow you get a phone call from Daniel Bryan. This VWC will be a place to showcase some of the greatest talent, not only in the state of California, but all around the globe. I believe that's, that's the importance of this. And I love that you're an old school fan. Um, I'm going to throw some names at you that have been on this program over the nine years that are uh, 100% going to blow your mind. Um, so before his passing, uh, he was in the hospital. We actually got a phone call out of nowhere. We're sitting here on live. It's me and uh, the co-host that I had at the time, Katie Katie and Steve Kane. And from his hospital room, we got a phone call from Ox Baker to let us know that he was oh. okay. Um, wow. We have, we have had just some of the biggest names in the industry um, come on this podcast that I have made friends with. Some of them are no longer with us. Um, Road Warrior Animal. I mean, I just, just a who's who over the years. Um, these are people that have not only taught me because I've met them in, in being on the independents, but in doing this program for nine years, I have learned and, and, and been able to listen to some of the greatest uh, stories, but also learn from some of the wisest minds, including B. Brian Blair, the, um, the guy behind the Cauliflower Alley Club. Folks, I know that's getting ready to come up. I don't know if I'm going to make it this year, but it is on my bucket list within the next couple of years to make it out to that. Um, I mean, we've really – the reason that this show was formed was not to be another show by March. Um, it was made to be by, excuse me, done by people that really understood the concept of the business because they had spent time in it and could give a viewpoint of people that had been in the business. Um, and that is why we have earned the respect of, of a bill after. That's why when Steve Kane died, we, we've got a clip here from bill after, you know, just heartbroken over that old man's death. Um, I'm not boasting. That's not what this is about. It's to say that I have been around long enough with people that have been around long enough to be able to bring that kind of experience to the table, to be able to bring that kind of talent into not only this podcast, but other things that I do. And uh, we just had our nine-year anniversary in October because I actually moved to California after a house fire. I've been planning this since April, had a house fire in September, did our one-year anniversary of this program in October and had taken a hiatus until I had gotten settled here a couple weeks ago. Um, but on our nine-year anniversary celebration, we had Man Man Pondo on one night. We had uh, my good old buddy Kalisto, a.k.a. Samurai Del Sol, and the, the, one of the greatest female talents I think I've ever had the privilege in talking to in the uh, great Princess Victoria. Um, those archives are on our page, folks. If you're clicking and listen to us on Blog Talk right now, you can go back after this show is over, catch those archives. The interview with Princess Victoria, the interview with Galisto, 
some of the stuff that is the foundation on why this podcast was formed. We have also, because of the nine years and because I have a big voice, um, there's controversy that has been covered on the other show, Rampage Rants. There have been promoters roundtables that we've done, all kinds of stuff to be not only just a podcast. We're a tool not only for the promoters, but for the workers. It's always been like that. And that's the way that I like this. So we've got some big matches coming, James. Um, I mean, we, we've, got, we've got Mr. L. Burke at the uh, uh, commentary table. Fuego Del Sol's in the house. We've got a huge main event. These two men, these two men look like two boulders that are just going to collide in that BWC ring on Saturday when Haas takes on Brandon Jackson. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's that's going to be an intense matchup, and uh, I, 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 I think that they're definitely going to be delivering it. I mean, the, this, this to me is a battle of two gargantuans. Um, you know, uh, in, in terms of when I've been out in commentary and you bring out a match like that when I'm on the commentary table, I, I make the comment, you know, I hope somebody reinforced the ring because – these are not two small guys. These are two, you know, I, I remember um, Ro- the late Roddy Piper when The Undertaker debuted, and look at the size of that ham hawk. That's what you're dealing with in, in Haas and Brandon Gatson. Um, these two, this, this is not going to be, it, it, this is not going to be an Orange Cassidy match, and for anybody that's listening that's a fan of Orange Cassidy, I'm sorry, but this ain't going to be anything like that. Um, these two men are going to eat the whole crap out of each other. Oh yeah, this is this is gonna it's going to be violence. Yes. Um, we've got that. We've got tag team action: Rick Ellis and Hellman against Big and Beautiful. Um, don't know a lot about these tag teams, and a lot of this talent I've been studying on what I can find. But um, you know, tag team action. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cut this uh, wheel of cheese open here right now. I'm a fan of tag team wrestling, but I've been around 20 years. I don't like some tag team wrestling that is, okay, well, dude A and dude B showed up, and they're going to face dude C and dude D. Because you don't get chemistry in a tag team match that way, unfortunately. I know everybody will go and say, hey, you know, the lethal lottery has worked in some instances. It's worked in some instances. In some instances, it's totally buried the talent that was in it. Um, I believe in tag team wrestling having chemistry. I would much rather pay more money as a promoter to two teams that have been teaming for a little while than just throwing four random guys together in a tag match. Um, that's, a, that's a promoter's side note. That's not a knock at VWC or anybody else. That's the way that I like to book it because I know if I've got two teams that have been teaming together and have tag team chemistry, if there are two teams with chemistry going against each other, it's going to be magic in that ring and it's going to be a tag team match that the fans will talk about after they see it. It won't be something they forget. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, uh, Rick, Rick Ellis and Hellman, they've been, uh, they've both been, uh, gosh, staples of Southern California wrestling for some time now. Uh, lots of experience there, um, lots of intensity, and uh, they've been teaming up now for uh, for uh, gosh at least a number of months. Last week they actually won the WWZ Tag Team Championship. So uh, with WWZ's permission, they are dis- it will be a championship defense. Uh, 
at the uh, uh, at the uh, Saturday event, uh, Valentine's Crush. So they will be defending the titles against Big and, Bur- Big and Beautiful. And then we've got the next match that I saw. We've got James C., who he reminds me of a muscle daddy uh, that could be, uh, you know, in a boy band. And he's going to take on Mikey O'Shea. Um, these two big muscular men, I don't know what to expect. I know it's not going to uh, be anything like Hostin Gatson. That's going to be a match all in itself. But James C., Mikey O'Shea, that's going to be another big man match that's going to have a big fight feel to it. It will. And Mikey O'Shea is uh, very, very popular in uh, Southern California. So he has a huge, huge following. Uh, and even before we were uh, had announced anybody on the card uh, and even had booked anybody uh, for, for that matter, uh, we had uh, several requests for people wanting to see Mikey O'Shea on the card. So we're glad we can make that happen. All right. And then um, I, I, I don't have any say in this. I have been told that the rules of this match have been changed. They could change again by Saturday night. Uh, was announced as a triple threat, now being announced as a three-way dance. Rules on that a little bit different, folks. The way that is is a triple threat, at least in the WWE's vari- variation, is no disqualification and first pinfall wins. The offering is, from what I've been told, for Saturday night will be a three-way dance between these three individuals. And what that means is you will start with three men in the ring, and it'll be the final man standing um, if it is three-way uh, dance rules against Ronnie Angel, Muggsy, and I love this name. I was, I was actually telling the listeners last week when I was putting this thing over, had me on tonight, that if I could be a wrestler in 2023 or go back and redo my character name, I would have done something clever like this because it's going to be three-way dance, Ronnie Angel, Muggsy against Matt Wrestling. Uh, well, Wrestling Matt. And so, yes, he will – this is going to be a good one. Um, so we, we're expecting a lot of good action here. Um, and uh, we're going to see where it goes because, uh, you know, anytime you get three uh, experienced wrestlers uh, in the ring, uh, you never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. And then uh, we've got a singles match announced. Honest John is going to take on Tortuga. And I believe there was another match announced, but I don't. I'm going to read the clip notes that I've got here for tonight. Um, this event on Saturday also going to feature, feature excuse me, uh, Vito Fratelli, Eddie Islis, Viago Crescenzo, and Wicked Wicked, uh, along with many more. Now, you being the promoter, if there is a match that we have missed announcing here, uh, please take the time to uh, not only inform our listeners, but your fans of this other match that I may have missed here announcing here tonight. No, it uh, looks like you covered them. Uh, we're, you know, we're excited again. Uh, another uh, WWZ championship. Uh, their, their champ uh, Vito will be defending against uh, Eddie Islas there um, at our event. So uh, we're, you know, we're happy to host their championship match so um and that's going to be a good opener for our show actually so uh, we're really excited about that one uh the you know biagio versus uh, wicked wicked that one's going to be uh fast paced both these guys are um amazing and watching watching them work is going to be a a sure treat for anybody 
Um, I know one that uh, I personally am looking forward to, and my daughters as well, who are huge fans of uh, Tortuga. Tuga is uh, he is a local hero uh, in uh, you know in Southern California, and so uh, he's going to be taking on Honest John with Enoch in his corner. And uh, uh, Honest John, he's the he's the guy you just love to hate. And so uh, and, and Tortuga just being the you know the, that 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 hero uh, type of character, they're going to have. A, and very different styles to, to their, uh, you know, in their repertoire. It's going to be interesting to see how that, how that turns up. I know, uh, I know my daughters and any other of the kids in attendance are definitely going to be in Tortuga's corner uh, looking for that Tortuga power. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be, look, we've, uh, everything kicks off this Saturday night. Temecula, California, Dan Henderson Athletic Fitness Center, um, doors 430, bell is going to be 5 o'clock, um, you know, yeah, there's going to be something for everyone, and this is family-friendly entertainment. I want to uh, explain what that means, at least in my book, for everybody again. Um, that means that there's not going to be any overly sexual, suggestive content. That doesn't mean that uh, this also doesn't mean that you're going to have to worry about this being, um, you know, uh, guy A gets busted wide, o- wide open, and we've got to worry about him bleeding on little Johnny in the front row. You ain't going to have none of that. Um, these are things, when we say family-friendly, family-friendly does truly mean family-friendly. Now, that comes with the understanding of knowing this is a form of violence. This is this is not ballet. We we say this all the time. Things happen, um, but this is not Absolutely. being. This is not. Look, not a knock at anybody that does deathmatch. Um, it's not a good friend of mine, Bad Bampondo, good friend of mine. Know a lot of those people, but there is a time and a place for that, and you cannot have that and ever. You cannot have a full card of that and advertise family friendly. Uh, that's just the way that Absolutely. that is. So um, yes. there's, there's is, lines. You, that... Go ahead. Pretty much nailed it on there. Yeah, you've nailed it. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we, we we are instructing everybody. We're going to have strict rules on, you know, uh, language. You know, uh, you know, we don't want any, you know, uh, you know, really offensive language being used. And, and obviously uh, some of the themes are, are definitely going to be toned down so that uh, – you know, we don't. Obviously, you're coming to a wrestling event, so there is going to be that inherent violence and and action involved in that. But um, it, you know, with that in mind, uh, we want to make it so that uh, you know, mom coming with her kids is not completely offended and appalled at at the content of what she's seeing and and regretting the decision to bring her kids. This is definitely going to be. Well, not only that, uh, we, we don't, want it to be family. We friendly. don't want. We don't want to send little Johnny to school on Monday with him knowing a new word that he picked up last Saturday at the re- local wrestling show. Um, wouldn't be good Absolutely. press. Just, yes. just clear, clarify that for everybody. Um, I, I, I know some promoters are different. I, I've got a very hard line in the sand in that because I've had to run venues that will not allow any kind of thing like that. I mean, I've ran YMCAs. I've been in, in venues that, you know, I've done 21 and up shows, but I've also done shows in venues that you have to watch your T's and Q's more than what you would ever think of before. Um, and, and that goes 
that goes with the workers knowing that going into it when it, when they get there and all of that because I have actually worked in some of these religious buildings and man that 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 can get even trickier so please um not only fans but workers make sure we're being respectful um if somebody's bringing you in don't don't do damage to the property um but also let's be smart enough to know that um you know we most of us that are in this sport are adults um we have adult habits some of us let's not broadcast that kind of stuff out in front of children i've been an advocate for that I understand, you know, yes, my former co-host is from Canada, and, and we both smoke adult cannabis, but time and place for that and, and not something that needs to be overly promoted in front of children. Um, I don't believe in that. Now, I believe from what I've been told, alcoholic beverages will be served. Um, that goes with me saying this also. Be responsible. I have been at too many damn shows in my 20 years where I've had to deal with drunks, be it good or bad. Um, there, there will be staff on hand to, to have those situations dealt with. I will also say this, um, at least in my experience, if you're caught throwing anything in that ring, you will be ejected. Um, it's a no, no, let's have respect. Absolutely. Um, I don't, I don't go for that. It's a huge sign of disrespect to do that. Here's why a lot of people don't realize if you throw a beer in that ring, and I know this ring is uh, pretty new for Mr. James canvas like that to get the smell of beer out of is going to cost you probably 300 400 bucks to have steam clean to get the smell of beer out of it before march granted march is probably okay well i don't know the the full details on that but at least it's not a full saint patrick's day event that could be a problem when it comes to beer um Yes, you yeah. know we have a that, new, we have a brand that, new ring. Ring we do want to keep it nice. So absolutely. Well, that, like I said, it's a good thing this thing in March is not a full St. Patrick's Day thing, or we'd be screwed. Because I've 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 actually like just some of the rings that I've had to set up over the years. You open the canvas and you you have to take six feet back. You're like okay, um, and that's why we you know we we've we've said that on this podcast too. Promoters, people renting rings, keep them clean. Um, keep them, you know, I, I'm not going to say you have to be able to eat off of it, but let's, let's be respectful of the guys here. Um, we don't need people getting, we just dealt with COVID and all of that fun lockdown madness. We don't need to have guys getting infections of other sorts. Um, clean your canvases, guys, clean your gear. Um, for anybody that listens to stories on YouTube, you hear stories, God rest his soul. I met Vader. Um, but there there are horror stories out there about how Vader didn't wash his gear. So guys, gals too, wash your gear. Um, let's let's be respectful. Now fans coming out on Saturday night, I would suggest if you are if you don't have front row reserved, if you're planning on getting second, third row, you need to get your butt at the venue early. Um, I also want to invite fans to bring signs out. Now that comes with the rule of this. Uh, you can you can have your signs up when the guys come out. Please do not have your signs be an object of uh, um, mm, I, I said some of that before I even thought of it fully. But we don't want the signs to be blocking somebody's line of sight, um, which is why during entrances that's fine to have them up. But during the matches themselves, as if you were at a big event, please do not have them up. 
Let's be respectful. Let's make sure everybody can see the matches that are paying to see them. We expect a lot of high energy for Saturday night. This is the inaugural event for VWC. And now while I have Mr. James on here, I'm hoping Mr. Crime Fighter um, hears me and calls in. Because last week, I kind of I kind of put a little bit of a buzz buzz out there uh, to our uh, one of the members of your commentary team, it, um, Mr. Outrageous Al Burke. This could be taken as a little bit of a promo here, but um, Mr. Burke, big fan. Remember the likes of you on Monday Night Raw, some of the early days of ninety nine Monday Night Raw, nineteen ninety three. Boy, I was three years old. And I know what you'll say, Mr. Burke, that during that time while I was watching you, you were a superstar. That was 30 years ago almost. What I'm saying, Mr. Burke, is we can coexist, and I, can, I could be a great adage to your commentary table, or we can see how well an outrageous guy mixes with somebody who's a little bit sadistic, and there's proven evidence of that. Either way, this Saturday night, Myself, Sadistic Sean Davis, will be at VWC, Valley Wrestling Connections, Valentine's Crush, Dan Henderson Athletic Fitness Center, Temecula, California. I am not only going to be there to maybe have my services invited to the commentary table, but anybody that knows me knows that over the years I've represented some champions. I've gotten guys to the gold. I think I have to the ability to do that again so i will also be scouting talent that i believe maybe in the future in vwc could use my services what does this mean for vwc time will tell time will very much tell we're going to take callers at this point if you are going to be on this saturday's event uh and you're listening from vwc you can call in now at the guest listener line at 515-602-9678 or, uh, yeah, um, we're going to go to this caller right now. He is a good friend of mine. He is a man that I don't always see eye to eye with, but we have each other's respect. And he is the man, Mr. James, that helped me get that video ad, hype ad for this Saturday done for you guys. He is the mad conservative crime fighter. Hello. I'm here. Welcome, welcome. We'll get to your breaking news about the whole NWA thing momentarily. Um, do you have any advice or any questions for Mr. James as, as a new promoter out here in California? Oh, I know absolutely nothing about the California wrestling scene. <laughs> uh, it's not the same as it is in Illinois. I'm pretty sure things are much different. The only thing I know is that the St. Louis promoter started a promotion in um, started promotion here called Fist Combat, and he relocated to California and started running shows under that brand out there, and he had a lot more success in California than he did in the St. Louis area. It's what it appears uh, re- to me. Is he still running? Is he even still alive? I know who you're talking about. The name's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it right now. Was, and I know if my brother... He, uh, Go ahead. He was one of the... He was running a some... Uh, I guess, outdoor outlaw events during the COVID pandemic, secret drive-up shows. So oh, Lord. I know he ran uh, the last few years. Frank's, 
Frank Thurman, yeah. Um, yeah, not I Frank remember Thurman. now. Because, really? I thought that's who did Thurman. this. No, oh. it was um, Mikey Gordon is the owner of uh, Fist Combat. Okay. Because I know Frank I, Thurman I still lives confused. out here. Yeah, um, also known under the mask persona of Poto the Clown or Poto the Cow or something like that. <laughs> some mask, some well, bizarre uh, mask gimmick resembling a cow. I don't know what. I've never seen it, so I don't. I don't know. Well, anyway. there, there is a. There is that now. Crime Fighter, I know I have been a major critic of Dreamwave Wrestling. I know you've caught uh, most of my segment here with Mr. James. Above all else, given your experience with big names coming into PWA and seeing the way that uh, SICW is flooding one of their upcoming upcoming cards with names and how Dreamwave is Saturday night, um, I told Mr. James, I said, look, there's so many companies out here that do the name craze thing. I don't always agree with it, and I know Crime Fighter, in your instance, um, with the recent name that you guys had down at PWA, we don't need to fully rehash this, but I know that that left a sour taste in the uh, powers that be, and even yours at PWA, to not want to take a chance on bringing in a big name star ever again. Oh, you want me to tell the story? No, I just, you know, your opinion of of, uh, promotions bringing in names all the time and the the importance of bringing in a name here and there, but not overdoing it. Okay, so, sour taste in my mouth, yes. Um, If if you're a a long-established promoter and gain a lot of clout in uh, the area, you're probably going to have a and you've probably and you've met so many of these wrestlers over the years. You're probably gonna have a little more success bringing in a celebrity guest if you only do it once in a blue moon, um, and you're out in an area that is not, let's say, a major media market where there isn't fan base isn't, let's say, as big. Um, you're rolling the dice and taking a chance and. Uh, what I've seen lately is uh, people who live in those major media markets are more likely to show up when a celebrity guest is going to be there. There's probably more of the so-called autograph collector crowd that is in that area that is going to show up. But if you're like 100, 200 miles away from a major media market out in a smaller city, uh, the tent's not going to be as great, and people may not uh, be willing to drive out to out in the middle nowhere to uh, see that celebrity wrestler. They're just going to wait for them to come to their uh, big city. Um, and that 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 has been a go ahead, Crapard. I didn't need to cut you off. I know you've got more. And the other <laughs> issue is, you know. Talent can be replaced on the fly. That is, the regular talent, the local talent, or the um, who live in the area. But a celebrity can't be replaced very easily, and it's very extremely difficult to grab somebody on short notice that people will turn out to see if their original, cho- the originally appearing guest decides not, or either decides or 
something happens that they can't make an appearance. It can be it can be very detrimental. And I and look, we this is another thing that we do on this podcast. We cover the we uncover the veil just a little bit on the business end of this. I want people to hear what I'm about to say. I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to give anybody exact press. I'm going to give a hypothetical here. A couple of years ago, when I was looking at booking Eric Redbeard or Rowan from WWE, that is the guy that is going to get, mm, some cases, a $1,500 payday and a round-trip air flight to uh, and from the event to whatever the nearest airport is that you can get him to. That is not always the most localist airport to the town that you're running. Um, in the instance of Dreamwave Wrestling, I don't know that these guys are coming to Bloomington and then being, uh, you know, driven up to LaSalle from there. I don't know because some of these guys, if they're international flights, if they're towns that are not coming to those smaller airports, guess what? You got to go to Chicago. You got to go where you've got to go to pick these guys up. The logistics of that on top of trying to bank on an ROI, a return on investment on a guy that's 1500 bucks and let's say a $600 round trip air ticket, that's not always easy. And then there's one other thing that we have to remember that you've got to add to, and that is hotel stay. And in terms of names, we talked about this at the beginning of the program. They don't want to be bugged at the hotel at the air or the airport. Well, they don't want to be on an airplane that's overcrowded where they're going to be bugged. That's, that's one thing I've learned. And two, they don't want to stay in, look, you don't have to put them up in the Ritz-Carlton, but show some pride that you're bringing this person in by not putting them in the downest of dumps, local, local hotel. Uh, Crime Fighter and Mr. James, feel free to chime in where you want. I think that's yeah. all great, uh, great advice, uh, and I think we've, uh, even if it was uh, in some cases by accident here, uh, I think we uh, a lot of that we've we've aligned with what that advice is. Uh, we've gotten, you know, we didn't want to overstack uh, and overcommit ourselves financially, uh, especially not for our first show. And uh, you know, we got we've got a great name, uh, is amazing, Fuego del Sol coming out. And, uh, yes, you're right, you, it's, you know, consideration for airfare, hotel, and stuff. And, uh, you know, locally, I don't want to mention <laughs> ahead of time, I don't want the, the place to be stormed with fans when he's there, but we do have a great uh, place locally that is uh, kind of helping to sponsor and giving us a wonderful deal on accommodations, which is certainly helpful for us. So um, it is, like, it, some of the things you've got to plug into, but... Well, and that's that's what a lot of people don't realize. Some of these fans that come to these events think that as a promoter, we snap our fingers and this all comes together like a miracle. Let me tell you, um, Crime Fighter can tell you, I, in Illinois, there was not a promoter. There were very few that would bust their butt more than I would when I had an event. Um, I, I, I go all out because if you don't, if, if you are a promoter and you can't go all out for your own product, how do you expect to be able to hire a street team that you're going to delegate some of that work to? If, seeing, if, if your street team does not see your ability to be able to put in some of the work yourself, they certainly aren't going to be willing to do it for you. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. Well, I don't have helpers. Well, you don't have helpers because they see that you want to be lazy. And, and, and it's not a knock. It, it, I get it. Most promoters don't have the luxury like some of us do to not have a shoot job. 
I get that. But that's why it is important not only to newer promoters, but promoters that have been doing this 50-plus years. You've got to have a team of people in place that you can not only trust, but you can uh, micromanage enough to where you know the work is getting done and it's getting done the right way. The words are getting out about the event. Uh, things are going out online. Tickets are being sold, et cetera, et cetera. People do not realize running a wrestling promotion is a daily business. It is, I mean, you're dealing with a new situation every day, and it's not always talent. You're dealing with, hey, this venue called. They want us to come in and do a show on X date. Uh, or, hey, it's so-and-so um, from the state of Tennessee. I heard you, great things about you guys, and I want to come up. If you're a promoter, you're going to deal with probably one of each of those type of phone calls a day. Most people don't realize that. It is a very busy and tedious job as a wrestling promoter, not only the wrestling promoter, but a booker. I said this last week, and I want to commend Mr. James on this. The reason that AEW and Tony Khan are failing is because Tony Khan should be a promoter and not a booker. If you go back and look at the history, Mr. James, you're going to love this sentiment. When you go back and look at the history of Jim Crockett Promotions, the reason that Jim Crockett Promotions took off, now we know it died later because of bad business dealings later on, but in the beginning, the reason that Jim Crockett Promotions was successful is because Jim Crockett handled the business and let Dusty Rhodes handle the booking of Jim Crockett Promotions. The same thing would happen with AEW. AEW could be successful. Could be. I won't say would be. I say could be because they could still screw it up again. Uh, I, I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. That's why, uh, you know, I was not going to fool myself into thinking that I – I know the wrestling business enough that I should be the booker. I certainly want to have a hand in it and have uh, right. input. And but but to uh, to put it together, no, that's where uh, uh, Jarrell is doing that and uh, just an absolutely amazing job with it. And uh, he's so great about communicating. You know, he puts it together. What do you think? I look at it, and so, uh, most of the time it's like that looks amazing. Other times I might be like, well, uh, I might want to see it more like this, and then we discuss it. Sometimes I'm wrong, right. and that's fine. I'd, I'd much rather be told I'm wrong than someone to just, you know, kiss my behind and we do something that's not going to be good. So I definitely well, appreciate his approach. That's the thing about it. We just uh, I just slammed a promoter here last week. He started a new promotion in Illinois. And look, he's got some good talent from the looks of it. They drew. But when your first show is four hours and 12 matches, why the hell would you give people a reason to come back when that's your first outing? You have given them no reason to come back because you've given so much of the product away in your first outing. There's no reason for them to come back and see it again. And, right. and a lot of people well, don't realize that that, that, that that is a mistake. Now people go, you know, people go, well, Sean, I went to an Ian Rotten show back in the day that, you know, I got in there at 7.30 and didn't get out until 2 o'clock in the morning. Okay, but that was a different time. Yeah. There was a lot of different talent working at that point in time. Cryfighter, I believe you had something to say, and then we'll go back to you, Mr. James. Go ahead, Cryfighter. Yeah, the show's too long. <laughs> I mean, you no, can't. Yeah, you, no. <laughs> That's a long night. I hate to be the I hate I mean, to be the ring crew that's uh, having to tear down the ring at three in the morning. Oh hell no, no, those days are done for me. I'll tell everybody right now. No that, way. 
Um, and that's another thing I want to commend you on, Mr. James, the early start time. I got a lot of uh, judgment back a couple years ago. I promoted an event, and we started at 6 o'clock, and I said, look, we got to get out of the venue. We were running YMCA. we got to get out of here at a certain time. We got an after party. I got two bands driving in from Wisconsin. They want to get home. They want to be able to get out Sunday and maybe go make another gig somewhere, you know. And at the end of the day, it's smarter, and here's why. Because, yeah, it might be a weekend and kids might not have school the next morning. But your, your show is early enough that parents can get their kids home and have a day to recruit, recuperate with their kids before sending little Johnny or little uh, Susie back to school on Monday morning. Well, absolutely. And that was uh, one of the things we didn't want to make. We don't, you don't want to do a show that's too long. Uh, you know, even as a, a, a fan myself, uh, you know, and I lots of events uh, uh, outside of wrestling. And one of the things you want is you yeah. want to have, they either want to come back for more. You have to leave them wanting. Uh, you give them enough so they feel like they got their money's worth, but leave them wanting more when they leave. Um, and you've got to hold their interest. People do have a limited, uh, you know, uh, attention span. And when you're going, you can have uh, every single one of those 12 matches could be amazing. But once you, you're going to get four hours, people are, people are losing interest. They're, they're starting to well, and think about, okay, I've been here forever now, you know. Well, and that's just it. And, and in terms of letting people drink for that long, I don't care. This, this is where I'm going to play devil's advocate again as a promoter. Um, yes, if the venue is serving alcohol and they have bartenders, it is at the bartender's discretion on what's being served. However, as the promoter of that event, if you're keeping people there longer, knowing that chances because your event is longer of them drinking more, I think that as a promoter, you're asking to open Pandora's box of possibly somebody leaving that event and getting into an accident or getting DUI or DWI. Um, Absolutely. These things happen. And that is why we, um, in in events that I've run with alcohol, I I prefer to because there's there's sponsorship opportunities there that we've talked about. But you have to be careful. You have to make sure – uh, that people know, and, and this is this is the promoter even doing due diligence, contacting the police department, saying, "Hey, we've got an event on X date, you know." And look, you don't want them doing a, a safety check on everybody coming out of the building. No, that's not what we're asking them to do. We want people to be responsible, and sometimes people's judgment of themselves isn't what it should be, and that's where it's up to the discretion of the workers. Uh, the staff, if they see something, the promoter, owners of the venue, venue staff, we, uh, it, it's, a, it's a conglomerated effort on everybody's part to keep fans that are coming and, and pertaining and uh, uh, enjoying adult beverages at an event to make sure that everybody's coming and going in one piece. Um, have I ever been well, to an event that- where something has happened? No, but thank God that but it could happen to anybody well and to that point uh that's why and I'll, i'm going to throw a shout out to them as well because we we went with a uh, a professional company this is it's what they do so they are specifically trained in this making you know you know if someone's getting too inebriated then we cut them off so uh I give, give them a shout out because they uh, they're amazing life of the party uh they are doing uh the bar services so very responsibly 
and we've talked about it, and they're fully on board. We want to make sure everybody leaves the venue safe. So uh, they will be ready to cut people off if needed. And, of course, we will have security on hand as well, keeping an eye out for, you know, uh, that kind of stuff as well. If, if someone is is not safe to, to leave, then we will, you know, get them to stay uh, and, and figure Absolutely. out another way to get them and, home. And, and, Absolutely, and that's what's important. We have to, excuse me, we have to keep everybody safe. And um, with that being said, you know, um, Valley Wrestling Connection, Valentine's Crush, this Saturday night. Don't be anywhere else if you're in this uh, in this area, Temecula, California. Let's pack the house. Let's make this an inaugural event for VWC. Not only that, you're not going to forget if you're a fan coming. But let's make the whole community of Temecula realize what this organization is going to mean to this community. Um, I know in some talks that I ha- will be having with this organization that there may be some charity things that are coming that way, uh, maybe not this year, but in the start of next year. There's going to be a lot of great stuff that is going to come out of this promotion coming to this area because, James, I can already kind of tell in talking with you, um, this is more than a wrestling organization for you. You know, you talked about having an education business. I believe that you're the type of promoter that would love to be able to get back to this community uh, in any way that you could at some point. Uh, absolutely. And, 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 to, and, and we, we, are, we do have, uh, you know, several of my students will be there, and, you know, uh, and I have thousands of students in Southern California, but we definitely have some there. And we did have, through the education company, a field trip option for uh, for the kids, so they will be. Uh, we will have a group there who will be uh, learning about uh, the wrestling business behind the scenes a bit. You know, learning about even some of the construction of the ring and stuff. We wanted to make it an educational opportunity as well, and so that's something that we're we're excited to be able to do and kind of combine those two worlds. You know, learning's fun, and so is wrestling, and they can come together to entertain and inform uh, in, in a, a healthy and positive way. Healthy and positive way that is not going to break kayfabe uh, for these kids that are uh, going to be um, there for this event. But I love that. That is the, just something in, in the way that Steve Kane and I would run things um, that, that, that would jive up with something. He would have loved that. He would have absolutely loved that idea. Um, you know, I, like I said, I've been doing this myself 20 years and that, that comes in knowing that there's times that I've screwed up because I've been doing this so long, but it also comes in knowing, like I said, I've, I've worked alongside, I've talked with some of the biggest names of this industry and, you know, you, you kind of, after 20 years or even with talking with some of the names on this podcast, you can learn so much if you, and this goes for a lot of youngsters listening. If you're a new trainee and, and this is your first time listening in, sometimes, and, and this goes for an old timer like me and myself too, sometimes the best information that I could give you is sit down and shut up. Mouth shut, ears open, eyes open, and observe. And I think I've, in the nine years of doing this program, I've been able to do that and learn so much. Um, this is how Crime Fighter and I have gotten so close because, yes, there's been stuff on this program that I've covered that Crime Fighters absolutely hated, um, but there's been valid reasons for most of it, and there's been a respect level and a boundary level gained because of that. I speak my opinion 
Um, not because I'm, I'm free, white, and over the age of 21 and entitled to. I speak my opinion because I care about the business enough to be the person that a lot of people won't be. They'll, they'll run with their tail between their legs when they see a problem instead of saying something about it. These are why issues um, like Michael Elgin that we dealt with years ago and other issues, um, we had the situation with, with disaster in Dudleyville and just all kinds of tragic situations in the wrestling business that we had to cover here. This is why this has been done by me and people in the business. Because any mark can tell you anything. But if you've been in the business, if you've been around the business long enough, you have a different viewpoint that makes sense. Uh, not maybe to some of the fans listening, because they, they might not get it. But it'll make sense to the brotherhood of professional wrestlers in there. Now, uh, Mr. James, we did get one fan comment. Uh, they are wondering if women's wrestling is going to be coming to VWC. Absolutely. So we will um, at our uh, second uh, event at the uh, Squid Games on March 11th. We uh, we are having a uh, a women's match there, and uh, we have had a lot of uh, very very talented women wrestlers reach out to us from around the world, uh, from some very reputable. Um, uh, they've come out of some very reputable uh, wrestling schools as well, and uh, we are we're toying with the idea. That, so there'll definitely be an addition to 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 the card in the future, uh, but we're toying with the idea of potentially here and there maybe even putting together a, a, an all women's uh, you know wrestling event, uh, maybe making it an annual thing or something like that because there's been a lot of interest for it. So um, it's it's on the table. We're going to discuss it and see. But uh, it's, it's possible. Great news coming. Uh, Mr. James, anything else you would like to put over? Because um, I know uh, you're a very busy man, and I want to give you um, more time to put this over. But I also know your time is limited between now and Saturday, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. Anything else you want the fans or listeners to know about this Saturday's event? Uh so just that we're going to have a great time. There's going to be uh, uh, opportunities to uh, meet and rub elbows with some uh, people from Hollywood and, uh, and see what they, they've got going on. Maybe you can get some pictures on the red carpet. Everybody's welcome to get some pictures there. Uh, we'll have some, uh, obviously we're going to have food. There's going to be drink. There's going to be merchandise. And uh, it, we want this to be a positive atmosphere for everybody. So be ready to cheer and scream and yell in support of your favorite wrestler and make this the just just such a fun night where everybody leaves wanting to come back for the next one. Uh, ValleyWrestlingConnection.com, and then uh, we will have a link on there uh, by, uh, by Saturday night for as well for the following event, uh, but that one will be at uh, the Squid Games event. And, again, the website for that one is squidgameslive.com, and that will be on March 11th. So that will be another and then, great event to go to. And then, like you said earlier, uh, fans, look, Saturday night Temecula could be sold out. The return to Temecula is slated April 15th. If you cannot see us Saturday night in Temecula, come out to the Squid Games. It's a free event. And then – when you come to the Squid Games, make sure you have bought your ticket for the next Temecula event. Yes, absolutely. So we'll, we'll be we'll be selling those. 
uh, uh, by the Squigways event, for sure we'll have those on sale uh, possibly sooner. But if, you ha- if you've gotten the ticket for Valentine's Crush this Saturday, you're going to be the first ones informed when the next tickets go on sale. So get those tickets now. We want to see you there. It's going to be a great event, and, uh, you know, we, we can't wait to see everybody. It's going to be amazing. And James, I look, Mr. James, I look forward to meeting you in person. I'd like to thank you for your air, uh, your free time here tonight to talk about not only the promotion but the upcoming event. Folks, don't go anywhere. We are going to go to segment two with Crime Fighter. This is some huge breaking news coming out of the Illinois-Missouri uh, border that it involves somebody from my past. We're going to reveal who that individual is after the break. This whole situation is sticky. It may lead me to go on one of my shit lists here tonight. Um, you know, we're going to get to that very momentarily. I'd like to thank Mr. James. Folks, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. You're listening to Wrestling Authority Radio live on the Evolution Radio Network. We'll be right back.
this Saturday night at the Birmingham Fairgrounds. Mud Show Championship Wrestling presents an all-star card of action-packed wrestling matches just for you. In the main event, Sam McCallahan faces Jelly Janela in a bleak 182 death match. Featured match, Joey Ryan versus Priscilla Kelly in a puke on the naughty parts match. First person to puke on their opponent's naughty parts loses. Garden Rake on a pole match. Special wheelbarrow race and much, much more. All that this Saturday night at the Birmingham County Fairgrounds. It's Mud Show Championship Wrestling. You don't want to miss it. Y'all better be there. Professional wrestling, entertaining action that attracts a crowd and provides excitement at a fair or festival. The right promotion will have professionally trained talent with professional-grade ring gear and equipment. Fairgrowers will want to see more of them and attend ticketed events in the area. Bring in the wrong promotion, not vetting their credentials, you could wind up with an embarrassing disaster. The talent may have no ring gear, little or no professional training, aren't family-friendly, and perform so poorly, you wish they'd return to the backyard they came from. Burned organizers won't chance bringing in pro wrestling ever again, shutting out legitimate promoters. And the fairgoers, if they want to see professional wrestling, will only go to WWE events. If you want live professional wrestling at your fair festival, don't get burned. Check the credentials before you book. A public service announcement from the St. Louis Wrestling Community. Visit our website, stlwrestling.livejournal.com. All right, we are back, and we have some more segments here to bring you tonight. Wrestling Authority Radio Live. I am Sadistic Sean David, uh, joined by one of our regular callers here tonight. He is the mad conservative crime fighter, and you have a major story that you have been tracking that has fallen into your lap. It involves uh, not only one person from my past, but two. We'll be honest about that. And uh, I'm going to let you take the lead on this, and I'll chime in where I want to. Okay, well, this has been about a three-month saga so far. So the story is basically uh, the NWA National Championship is under dispute. Uh, On December the 2nd, the champion at the time, Sion, who is better known to many by uh, by another mask persona and without his mask, but I'll let you say that uh, when we get to it. Okay. Uh, he was scheduled to defend the national title against uh, the promoter Lenny Mif- co-owner Lenny Mephisto at Pro Wrestling Epic in Alton, Illinois. Cyan uh, did not show up. Uh, reportedly, the championship belt was shipped to uh, Epic beforehand, which kind of surprising to me, but apparently, and the promoter admits to me that uh, he wished he had saved the box that it came in as uh, evidence, but uh, Ryan no-showed, and referee ring bell counted to 10, and uh, Mephisto was declared the winner via forfeit, and can change hands on a forfeit. Besides pinfall 
submission or knockout. Well, um, so the question is, where was Sion that night if he did not show up in Alton, Illinois? He was up in the Chicago area doing his podcast on YouTube live. So... Was there any uh, um, of my other past cohorts, uh, we'll call enemy-wise, that were joining him on that program at that time? Have you seen this program or not? I did not watch the program. I basically uh, okay. only uh, – I basically – well, he had somebody there with him, but I didn't know who it was, and I don't believe it's anybody. Okay. But regardless – the fact that he was doing a podcast on the same night or same day or same night as he was supposed to be defending the title in a city 300 miles away is kind of telling. Um, so with Proros and Gabek having possession of the NWA National Championship, and somebody's going to come along and say, well, it's a, that's a replica belt. That's a replica belt. Okay. What if it was? <laughs> It doesn't um, – the well, fact that he was contracted for a match, he no-showed. I am going and, to speak on this as a former member of the National Wrestling Alliance. And maybe um, – look, uh, Mr. Cabezos, I don't know if you listen to the program, but I would welcome your opinion on this. As another former uh, member of the NWA or anybody that promoted under NWA rules and regulations, I want to clarify this. Um, at the okay. beginning of that match, if Mr. Schumann would have been alive, it is my understanding that when we sent a ring announcer to the ring and it was an NWA sanctioned match or NWA title match, the announcer must indicate at the time that the match takes place that this match is sanctioned and under the supervision of the National Wrestling Alliance. Um, now, that was 2009 yearbook compared to where we are now. Rules presidents of the NWA, all of that has changed. However, I believe that the rules in this instance would still be the same. Do I believe that this could be a replica belt? I have that suspicion. I'm going to be 100% honest about that. I even played devil's advocate with Crime Fighter at that when I got the news. I said, look, there's a couple ways that this can spin. It's not going to be good for one side or the other. Either way it goes. Um, I'm going to, at, at this time, reveal to everybody who Mr. Scion is for everybody that doesn't know. Scion is the former egotistico fantastico, or without a hood, in the uh, Illinois, uh, mostly Wisconsin-ish area, maybe some of Indiana, because he did work for uh, Botchin up there back in the day. He would work as uh, Robert Ego Anthony. This is the man that was responsible for the RWF's last attempt of coming back in 2019, um, falling to the wayside completely because he was the man responsible for scamming me on a ring rental. We know that there was talent because of the Dreamwave reunion that had pulled out of that event, um, and I know that that was the reason those talents were pulled. However, um, Mr. Anthony scamming us on a ring rental for no reason is the reason that I was not able to proceed forward with the uh, June 1st event in 2019 and therefore not be able to, even if I would have had to push the September date back a couple months, 
uh, be able to keep that promotion going in Pontiac, which actually ended up in that VFW closing uh, due to lack of business. They were actually really excited to have us in there. That was another one of Tim uh, Lyle's former venues. And everybody was, well, your venue poached again. No, he was not running the venue at that time. Um, but it, Mr. Anthony is responsible for that. I find this to be a classless move, but I look at the guy's track record in the 20 years that I've been in this business. Um, not somebody that everybody has positive things to say about. Um, and, and I want to make this point abundantly clear. I don't care if the man refuses to come onto the podcast because of this. But Austin Idol, I think you need to uh, – you're pushing this guy to the moon and back. I think you need to do some more digging on who this individual really is, and that goes for Billy Corgan too. This is not somebody that, that really represents what's best for wrestling, and I say that to kind of pivot into this. There was a lot of people that believed that Paulie Tomasilli or Brandon Tomasilli or Vito Tomasilli, um, if you go back and watch some of their podcasts, they were atrocious. They made a mockery of the business. And I'm saying that to say this. I believe that in, the, in, in, in terms of that, Ego is doing the same thing. I believe that he took the booking with Lenny and Lenny promoted it. And Lenny knew that he could get a draw out of this individual for um, working with some of the promotions that he works with out of St. Louis and the NWA kind of doing some of the stuff that they've done over the past couple of years down there. I believe that I, I would even think as a promoter that he would be a draw with that gimmick there. However, for Scion to take the booking to duck Lenny, who I know, um, because Lenny worked for Wicked Wrestling Alliance. He, he feuded with Neil Diamond Cutter before Neil Diamond Cutter was Neil Diamond Cutter when he was doing Seamus McDuff or one of his other gimmicks. And there was uh, Max running down in, um, oh, Jesus, you're going to have to help me on the town that they ran. Um, but the, the talents like that were coming up and working for Wicked. It was Mephisto and uh, Corey Pillman. That's the guy I don't know, ever know what happened to. Great talent there. Um, and and Seamus or Slime. Wicked and LaSalle. Right, right. Actually, um, Wicked well, ran and, in the same building as Dreamwave is running. Correct. That was their original building until uh, some things were moved around, yes. Um, so, you know, those are guys that you go back and you look at this that they they know the area where Dreamwave is running. They know... Mephisto has been around so long at this point, like, however, um, and this is no fault of Mephisto's, they did get tied up in some of that name shenanigans here within the last couple of years with names that were booked that didn't show for this reason or that reason, be it a Sonny or a Just Incredible or this or that. Um, yeah. I think what Lenny is doing, I think what PWE is doing is smart. I believe their last show had almost 400 people. Um, that says something, and it's a shame that people like Mr. Anthony cannot see that he could have made money down there for whatever reason. But I believe it, 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 in my book, yes, I believe that there is one of two things that can be done. Either rightfully, Billy Corgan needs to recognize Leon Mephisto as the new NWA national champion, or there needs to be a forced hand to where this match does take place between Scion and Leon Mephisto for the belt. Once and for all, we're going to find out who the winner is. But well, I don't believe that Scion... More... Go ahead. 
Maybe you should finish your flop first because I was going to go to a problem for this weekend. I don't believe that Scion has the balls to man up and come down and face Leon Mephisto in a ring. I don't don't see it happening. Uh, But it's the wrestling business. We never say never. Okay. Um, I will say that I did see a – Screenshot of a text message that Zion sent to Mephisto, that, which was later deleted, but I read the thing and paraphrased the contents for my reporting. He wanted – he basically asked Mephisto to come down for the match to sell things to, so it would cool down the tension between him and the office. And if he Mephisto won, he could lay the belt and – at uh, Billy Corgan's feet. But I assume that that is off the table right now. But complicating matters is a Saturday in Tampa, Florida. The match that was set up on NWA Power Hour, uh, Sign is supposed to defend the NWA National Championship against Homicide. Well... What belt is Cyan going to have to defend? Because if Mephisto has the has the genuine article, uh, the NWA has an embarrassing situation on their hands where they're going to have to uh, explain to the audience why Cyan does not have the championship belt with him right now. The other thing this, I wanted to mention thing... is: Did you know that? Did you know that uh, Austin Isles supposedly is the father of uh, Scion? Because that's the first I've ever yeah. heard of that, and that was mentioned on uh, television. Yeah, that's uh, that's a bunch of lies. I don't buy that one bit. Um, but look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I want to say about this. Like, I don't I don't believe the guy deserves to hold the NWA national title. I don't believe that he deserves to be a part of anything to do with the business. If people knew what they really have come to find out about that 29 event, um, everybody has said, you know, yes, mistakes were made on that. I get it. There's some of that that is my fault that I will take full responsibility for. But at the end of the day, when I show up to a venue and I have a confirmed ring rental and he's been texting with one of my uh, associates, I mean, there's not really much I can do. I, Look, I, I made this analogy to a couple friends of mine the other night. I was on the phone with them. There was a show up in Freeport that Stumpy and Peter B. Beautiful did or were on that a ring did not show up on, and they went and got high school mats and still performed. I will give them all the credit in the world for that, but I won't do that because it looks like shit. Um, and, and that, and that, to me, would have done more damage than good. And I wouldn't yeah. ask the workers to do that. No. I'm sorry, that, that's, they don't sign up for that. So, no, I did what I thought we had to do, unfortunately, in the circumstance. And I don't think that it's right that the son of a bitch got away with it. Um, you know, some people will say, well, I never filed a lawsuit. Explain my reasonings for that. It, it wasn't a matter of um, filing fees or anything like that. It's a matter of this guy is a snake in the grass. And this is clear evidence of that. He is going to duck. Leon Mephisto for this match um, for however long that he can. He's going to do anything that he can to save his own ass. Um, there, there's proof. Well, of here's another factor. Go ahead. Here's another factor. The NWA is threatening to sue 
PWE. That is in play um, right now. And I imagine if that, it goes to court, it'll be in the federal court because but that is what is going on. And that was reported by um, Dirt Sheet Radio. And Mephisto uh, confirms that uh, they uh, that's in the works. Of course, they got to serve him first. Uh, Mephisto plans to fight them all the way because um, he has grounds to countersue them. Because they did not I, fulfill a contracted match, and uh, he took a bit of damage from Sion not showing up. He promoted this match for his event in Alton. He didn't come, so despite that, despite that, he still drew a very good crowd on a Friday night in Alton. You know, I think this, this is uh, this is a choice that Ryan decided to make, and he's got to pay for it. This is a gross overreach by the NWA in my book, um, but it also lays out the question: Was this match actually legitimately sanctioned by the NWA, um, or was this? And this is this is not a knock at Mephisto. Please let me get this out. If Zion booked this match with Mephisto under the pretenses that he had the right to defend that title on that show, and the NWA was not aware of this title offense, there will be a problem with that. There will also be a problem, um, and Mephisto, I know you might be listening, if you've got a copy of a contract from the NWA for this match, you need to hang on to it. Because this this the only totally... Thing, the only thing that Mephisto regrets not hanging on to is the box that the belt was mailed in. I would ask him, and this is just me playing devil's advocate again, not trying to start any kinds of warfare or anything like that. Find a shipping number. If you can somehow get your hands on a shipping number and pull up who that was sent from so you have confirmation that that is not some replica belt that somebody was you know, bought for PWA to do this angle because I don't believe I, I don't buy that one bit. If this is an angle, it's a very wise angle and, and it may work to their favor. I don't see it that way though. And I know that Crime Fighter in an investigative reporting that he does, if this was an angle, he would have been able to snoop that out. I will mention that to him to find the shipping number or if he got any um email notifications of this shipment. I would I would go and try to find that as as best as he could because let me tell you this this is just an ugly situation. The NWA has just uh, look. This is it's, well, it is what it is, man. Is, what but, if Homicide wins by pinfall or submission against Zion, and then that's another um, layer of the onion to peel off. So Homicide will have to come down to Alton, Illinois to have a so-called title unification match or something or the interim title unified with the actual title. Or Yeah. <laughs> it's sticky. I, I don't know. It, it It is very sticky. I would not want to be the NWA in this situation. I wish PWE the best. I think they're putting their best foot forward. Um, I don't know that the NWA really wants to get into a legal battle with all of this, because if this thing does go to the right wrestling journalist um, that would be willing to put a good spin on it, this will be an embarrassing disaster uh, media-wise 
for the NWA. It's already becoming that. That's why we brought it here tonight is to try to bring some more coverage on this. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see this going too well. Yeah, I, I really don't. I, I don't know if it's actually going to show up in court. They're, they're going to. I think it's. Uh, they would be. They would be wise to overkill. settle and not get it to that point. Yeah. Absolutely. Better to settle. Corgan really needs to chime in on this. Explain. But. Uh, I mean, I may go to Chicago All this right. weekend, but I don't think he'll be at his restaurant in uh, Chicago. Because he'll probably be down in Tampa. Uh, he may be, or let's keep in mind, folks, Dreamwave Wrestling, if you're in the Illinois region, Saturday night, it is a sold-out show, completely sold out. There is only one place you can catch this show live. It is IWTV Wrestling. Um, there, however, I may have fumbled that, but ITV Wrestling, That's something correct. like that. Um, IWTV. So catch it Catch it there because this is going to be a great event. Um, again, don't expect all the people that are there to be working the card. It won't happen. Some of these guys are lucky they can even get around anymore. I say that with as much love as possible. I really do. Um, you know, um, if you're a wise man, and I say this in, in, in having friends that have worked with the man, if you are a talent and get a chance to sit and take the franchise Shane Douglas's brain this weekend, you might want to do that. Raven used to be a guy to do that with. Raven, his, uh, it, it, he's different. There's, there's been a lot of change with that man too, but um, definitely somebody that can you, you can learn from. There are other events going on this weekend um, in the Illinois area. Here's what you can do to find those out. You can check STL Wrestling Live Journal, or you're in the Chicagoland area at ChicagoProWrestling.com. There, that damn message board is still running. Don't know how, but uh, there will be a list of uh, events there. I also invite people um, <clears throat> from all over the globe. If you are wise with Facebook, you can find local groups, uh, local to you that are promoting events. Um, join the groups, and you'll you'll find promoters promoting events near you. Um, I believe there's still one of those for Illinois, and I know out here in California oh, we have pro wrestling. several Facebook groups. There are several Facebook groups. Sorry, Wrestling Revival on Facebook, and then there's also ChicagoProWrestling.com's Facebook group. Also, Chicago um, Indie Fans and Windy City Indies, also Midwest uh, Wrestling Fan Club. So, yeah, there's plenty of Facebook groups. Um, Pro, Pro Wrestling Illinois Promotions is another one. So, yeah. Yeah. And I know out here, I want to send a quick shout-out to Pro Wrestling Inland Empire. Been huge with putting over the event for this weekend for VWC. Um, folks, I will be there this Saturday. Um, Grand Fighter, are you making the trek up to Greenwave this weekend? No. This is my time to go game. Uh, <laughs> it's a three-day weekend because yes. the week after yes. is PWA in Springfield and – um, yeah, well, our champion well, I've got uh, you here. broke his arm and uh, in two places, and uh, um, yeah, uh, there will be a new champion crowned. I kind of wanted to 
I thought it would be better off to wait another month because the month following that is the uh, event called Gold Rush, which all the belts are supposed to be on the line. And then they well, were do something then... special that way to crown new champion, but well, they didn't go that way out. So, <laughs> be that um, way, I'm not. I'm not the booker. They don't listen to he me. He's not met with the golden pencil. Now there is some other huge breaking news um, just coming out all over the place. We are not. <clears throat> excuse me. We are not going to get into the. Um, news with AEW and all of that here tonight. Um, but there seems to be some things that we just can't let go of. Um, I'm pulling this up now. Well, you said Jerry Lawler had a stroke recently, but he's recovering pretty nicely. So. That's correct. That's correct. Thank goodness for I'm that. Not- I was very concerned for that. Um. I have not read well, up we on know the AEW controversy, but I'll look at it. I have, I have not either. Um, I, I want to talk to you about this because we've we've had conversations about the guy. Did you know that Global Force Wrestling, um, when Jeff Jarrett was brought back to Impact Wrestling in 2017, there was actually a deal on the table. Negotiations had been made to bring Global Force Wrestling to Fox. Where? Fox? Fox. No. Yeah, if you listen to My World with Jeff Jarrett, it is a great podcast you can catch on the YouTube. Um, He's talking about this, and there is supposed to be a future Global Force um, show, but this was was mind-blowing to me in the fact that um, there were some things that were done underhandedly in his reconnection with TNA that unfortunately cost that deal. Now we know that um, I don't know that Jeff Jarrett was the man that was brought in to be able to secure the, the deal for Fox and WWE. I'm not saying that. I believe he was able to lead some insight to it though. If he was almost able to snag that network for himself. Yeah. I know nothing about it. That's um, the first I've heard of it. It is it is interesting to me to learn about these things later. Um, we know that Global Force Global Force actually should have became what AEW is now. And if you think about that, strategically speaking, what I'm saying is Global Force could have been funded by Tony Khan. Yeah. And you actually would have had a booker in place. Is Jeff Jarrett the greatest booker of all time? No. He had other people that worked with him. We know that. But I believe that Jarrett, Khan's money under Jarrett would be better than what we've got now because Jeff Jarrett lost a shit ton of money on the deal going south with GFW. I believe um, we've we've talked about this. I believe Crime Fighter, you you covered uh, the shows that happened down by you. Um, It's just what happened. Um, now, the reason I did find out that they went back to the, the six-sided ring is to be different. I, I'm not a fan of it. You know, if you listen to Bischoff's show, he'll tell you it's one of the first things he cut because the six-sided ring at the end of the day, it might get some people to stop for a couple seconds because it's odd. But if you're a wrestling fan, I don't know. There were ways to explain it. 
I invite you to listen to all those kind of shows. That's where I gain some of my knowledge. Some of the uh, topics that we bring on here is is through that. Um, it is Six-sided a ring. great. Yeah. Six-sided, Six-sided ring. Yeah. Have been used in Japan and Mexico at various promotions for years. It was something, yes, something different to bring to America because, yes, Impact Wrestling had to stand out from WWE in some form or fashion. The styles and match, the um, styles, techniques, strategies were a bit modified because there's like six sides instead of four. And you could, uh, now, people say, whoa. We're getting lost in the ring. Well, can you run the rope? You only go in the straight line, so you go to the side opposite of you. <laughs> Not that difficult. Well, I'm, it's it's a learning curve for a lot of workers that they can't get because, like me, I've worked in 12 by 12s. I've worked in a 14. I've worked in a 16. I've worked in an 18, never a 20. Thank goodness for that because that, you know, the, uh, Eric Bischoff was talking about that or somebody the other day that, you know, ring sizes. Uh, can can just be ginormous. I think uh, it, it was actually Cornette. He was talking about how uh, for a couple Royal Rumbles they used a 24 footer, and guys were just lost. I mean, you're talking 24, 24 feet. foot ring. I didn't know. That yeah, buddy. When, yeah, buddy. Mean, I, mean, I guess for a Royal Rumble, yeah, if you had so many people in the ring, yes, but it's a long distance to run. Oh, Jesus, I mean, I. Four to six, four to eight feet. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's just too much. You'd be so. But the thing is, you know, these these are not things that a lot of people know. You have to do your due diligence to learn about the business, um, which is why there there are a lot of new great books that have come out. Eric Bischoff's got another one out. Um, I believe knowledge is power, especially in the wrestling business. I believe that's why the wrestling, the state of the wrestling business is the way it is, is because we've got people that have not wanted to educate themselves enough on not only the history, but the way that things should work. Um, and that's well, why. I know that locally around here, a new promotion that just started recently, that ironically moved in from California. Uh, Nation Six has a six-sided ring. The whole promotion Not is um, based on, on the six-sided ring. Hmm. Interesting. I haven't been over there yet, but uh, I watched one of their, their debut show online. But it's, um, so at least one promotion in the area is using a six-sided ring. Now, I don't know if you'd ever – this was running around as an April Fool's joke last year, but somebody – in Cape Fabe News – there was a photograph of a three-sided ring, but that was you. I did body. see that, and I I wouldn't even know what to do with that. Now, another great promotion that has just really blossomed in this area that they are running, it is Iron Spirit, February 24th. They will return. Um, these guys do it right. These are guys that are, you know um, – there's great talent there. Um, continue supporting them. Um, you know, I have said what I'm going to say about Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme at this time, 
am not going to say anything more on that tonight because um, let's just say that there's still things going on with that organization that I'm getting details about that are ongoing, and I am not going to go into all of that tonight. Um, but that that organization just never seems to not have something going on with it, unfortunately. Um, we do know that um, – has there been any update on the Yotter or Matt Harmon or uh, Maniac Scott Matthews? All cases? I know is that the court cases keep getting pushed back. Or there's a continuance. It's like, uh, like uh, it, we're not All putting right. the ball down the field. It's, let me look real quick. So, case of, uh, okay, in the case of, uh, Scott Matthews, the jury trial is scheduled for March 27th. As for Yoder, uh, I have to dial these up one at a time. Um, oh, I know. I'm sorry about this. And deposition information. Uh, pre-trial for Yoder is the next one is on February the 23rd, but that's the pre-trial. There's not a Actual trial date yet. And for Matt Harmon, uh, yeah, the jury trial is for February the 27th. So, so yeah, folks, let it just let it continue. Let it be known. Continuing. Let it be known this: all subjects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Does that mean that yes. I can still have my suspicions? Absolutely, it does. Um, I'm going to let the, the courts do the talking on this, but um, that comes in knowing for our new listeners and, and, and workers that are listening, if you go out and make a fool of yourself, be it with sexual misconduct or, or otherwise, um, I will find out about it. And unfortunately, I don't have a problem coming on here and, and outing individuals like that. Being a part of this business is a gift. And if you can't keep your nose out of trouble, and your name out of the paper or negative press, then no, you don't deserve to be getting booked at that present time. Do I believe in second chances? Yes. But it depends on the circumstances. In Matt Harmon's case, I believe that um, the the charges have been battery, and I know what we went with uh, in in outing Mr. Shawan Sims back in the day. So, no, I don't believe that somebody like that deserves to be in the wrestling business. If you're going to attack a woman or a parent or a child, um, then no, there, there's no spot in the business for you. Um, with that being said, anything else, Crime Fighter, that you'd like to put over uh, before we go here tonight? Well, let me look. So the shows this weekend. Gosh, I got to put the schedule up. Oh, no. <laughs> there it is. Um, well, MMWA in Missouri is at their monthly show on South Broadway Flight Club on the 11th. Um, SICW is now at their new location in Belleville, Illinois, at the Bell Claire Fairgrounds. They have a lot more room for fans and the EC Community Center. So we'll see how many people they can get in the building. Um, see if they can uh, break their previous attendance records. Strictly Insane Pro Wrestling in Crossville at the old Crossville Gym on the 11th. Uh, Obviously, Dreamwave is running, uh, but, yeah, sold out, although they opened up a limited number. They may open up a few additional seats 
depending on how the setup goes, and they're probably reconfiguring things around, but that hall has held at least 500 people on many occasions. I so crowded there; it's hard to get around, and that uh, we'll see how they do. I'm not going. Uh, I am not going to speak on that as somebody that's been in that venue when it's been barren, and other times when it's been completely loaded. Um, I am going to hold personal opinion on on what the numbers should be for that to myself because we've been over that before. But uh, I yeah. wish them the success. Yeah. Hope that nothing uh, were to ever go on up in that hall that would be emergency because it'd be cat- catastrophic. There's not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I don't yeah. want to fully get into it, but you know what I'm saying. No. Yeah, I know what you're saying. All right. I guess that's it. For this weekend. Um, so, and there's that. Oh, Obviously, Temecula, California is where I will be Saturday night, Valley Wrestling Connection. I believe their friends, WWZ, have an event on Sunday. Um, I don't have oh, the details on that. At this. Go ahead. I got one more item. You remember Duke Cornell, okay. correct? You remember yes. Duke Cornell, right? So Yes. He uh, reported that he suffered a retina tear to his eye before a match recently in Omaha. That's the eye that's not covered up. Uh, if you didn't know, and it's been talked about on the show years back, Cornell has been wearing an eye patch over his other eye, thought to have been lost in a reckless incident with a screwdriver. But... It was section all this time, and, we'll, and he will soon be undergoing a medical procedure to fix both his eyes, where they will be working again for the first time in seven years. Now, I thought he lost, from what I heard, or I had been under the impression that he lost an eye due to a reckless, due to a screwdriver incident during a match, um, but he did not lose it. He just kept it covered up, but it could not. It was not able to work the way it should, but mm-hmm. due to the retina tear in his other eyes, he's going to get surgery to get them both fixed, so he can use both his eyes again. And that's well, that's that is... some kind of a miracle right there. They didn't lose his other eye. Right. I mean that that is a guy that had a lot of talent. Um, I remember when he was, and I hope I've got the right guy, but I believe he was the one that used to travel with the guy, and they used to be known as Guns and Beer. Um, as a tag yep. team a couple of years ago. Great. Those two, oh, my God, as a tag team, those two were phenomenal. Worked with them up in Freeport a couple of times and just loved those guys. Their chemistry was off the charts. So I'm very happy to hear that he'll be able to see, um, to be able to get back to a better work rate. And it's not even about his work rate in the ring. It's about his quality of life overall, actually. Well, he hasn't had the surgery yet. I don't know when it's scheduled, but... That's just uh, that's what's going to be coming down soon. All right. Um, All right. That was it. Go ahead. I just wanted to get that All right. in there. All right, folks. Well, that is going to do it for us here tonight. I will be bringing you an update on how things went into Mecula next Thursday night. Same bat time, same bat channel here on the Evolution Radio Network. I am Statistic Sean David, and he is. Let me serve the crime fighter. And we were joined by the GWC promoter, Mr. James. Uh, We'll see you next week, folks. Have a great evening. Be safe out there. Good night.